Hey Chuck, why do some women cheat on good men? Well, I think it's because these good men are bad at picking women, and they tend to pick women who tend to cheat. Do you ever wonder why do I always seem to give so much more than I get? All I want is to be appreciated and loved. Is that asking too much? Why do all the jerks get the hot girls while I get stuck in the friend zone? When will it ever be my turn? If this sounds like you, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Nice Guy Show. This is the podcast that asks the question: How do I break free from the nice guy syndrome so I never have to come in last again? Now here are your hosts, Faisal Coker and Chuck Chapman. Hey guys, welcome to the Nice Guy Show. I'm your host Chuck Chapman, and I'm here with my co-host Faisal Coker. And today we're going to talk about why women are not always innocent and why they sometimes cheat on good men. So Faisal, you have a story about this. I do, I do, Chuck. When I really started to get more conscious about life, you know, I always thought, you know, women, you know, men were the cheaters and women got cheated on. So I remember recently, not long ago, I was at a bar with a friend, a friend of mine. We were having some drinks, and there was this two women near us, and、uh, one of them just kept, you know, looking over, and then、uh, she came over. And then she just started talking, and I could see she she was a little bit tipsy, a little bit drunk,、mm-hmm. and she just started to you know she was all over me, and、um, it wasn't just me that she was all over. She was like pretty much I was watching her before. She was all over the, a lot of the, the guys that in the, in the bar, and what happened was she was celebrating her divorce. So she just got divorced, and she was out with her friend celebrating her divorce. So. It was an interesting conversation that we had for a few minutes, and then I started to pay attention to her friend、uh, because、um, you know she was sitting there by herself alone. And I said, you know, how's it all going? And she said, yeah, I'm good. And I said, so are you divorced too? And we just got into this conversation, and then she told me that she was a、um, a beautician and she worked on you know a lot of、uh, sets, film sets, and she met a lot of women, and. As we were talking about relationships and divorce, because you know that was the topic right then, and her friend was celebrating, she said something that really shocked me. It really, really shocked me, and I kind of knew, but I didn't really want to hear this.、Mm-hmm. She said, and we were talking about cheating, and she said, "If I want to cheat on a man, right? Mind you, she's married,、yeah. and she goes, 'I can cheat on a man, and he would never know.' She said, 'I could have sex in my our marital bed.'" And he would be the none the wiser. I said, "How?" She said, "She goes. We women can be very cunning, very discreet, very covert, and the guys are clueless. They will not pick up the signs, only until it's too late. And has it ever been too late for you, Chuck, to ever pick up the signs?" Uh, yeah. Um, I was thinking about like my first marriage. I mean, there were lots of signs throughout that marriage, and、uh, ultimately, you know, my wife and I split up because she started having a relationship with another woman, and so、uh, you know, the, the signs is you know, it's one of those things as you look back in hindsight, I can see、mm. these different signs that were you know had been going on, I think for for years really,、um, but I didn't really pay attention to them. And maybe part of it was I didn't want to pay attention to him,、um, and I think the other part was that,、uh, you know, this was something that 
my ex-wife was struggling with. I don't think she wanted to cheat necessarily, but you know, um, and, and I think at the end of the relationship then is when, um, she started pursuing a relationship outside of our, of our marriage. So, so Chuck, how, how did you take it? I mean, you know, being cheated on it's, I know how guys take it, but how did you respond to that? How did you feel? Well, you know, because I'm a highly trained professional, um, what I did was I started drinking heavily, um, right. went out with the first woman that showed me any kind of attention and just like, you know, uh, jumped into a relationship really quickly and then I uh, got super, super depressed and, uh, yeah, ended up. Um, right. So super professional moves there, <laughs> right? Pro. Real, real, just yeah. right. Yeah. Text, text, big pro. That's, Textbook that's what it was. What you do. This would do. I was the potion boy for what not to do when this right. happens. Yeah. Okay. But how did you feel? I mean, were you angry? Oh, I was devastated. You... It's devastated, you know? And I think it, the devastation comes from in part, like, you know, just not knowing for so long that mm. the person that you're with you know, maybe wasn't as into you as that you were into them or that, uh, you know, just your entire life is turned upside down when that happens. And I know a lot of guys that I've worked with who have been cheated on, they experience the same thing. Their lives are just completely turned upside down. They are devastated, um, oftentimes financially devastated, you know, because mm -hmm. they're going through a divorce and the, their partner gets half of everything that they've worked for half the retirement, half the house, you know, they get to have the kids more often, um, those kind of things. And so, you know, you can, you can be in a relationship and do everything right and still get cheated on and end up completely upside down. Um, so true. It's, it's, it's not your fault, but I think that there are things that guys do oftentimes where they overlook sort of the red flags, they overlook the potentials, things or the yeah. types of, of women um, that are probably going to be more likely to cheat, not necessarily going to cheat, but just more likely to cheat. Yeah. Should we, um, I mean, I, I know that th there's been times in my uh, relationships where, you know, I was left devastated because mm -hmm. there was some sort of cheating going on and it's devastating, the betrayal, the hurt, the pain, the anger. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I when guys come to me and, you know, they want to get back into the dating, uh, but they still carry a lot of this. And mm -hmm. I say, you know, when you go through a breakup, it's the shrap, you know, it's, it's, a, it's like a blast and the shrapnel stays with you. This is why, you know, yeah. getting help is so, so right. important because you, you start to work on releasing the, you know, removing the shrapnel. So when you go to the next yeah. relationship, you know, you're in a much better place. So Chuck, I want to read some stats for you as yeah. well. Um, because, you know, I had this belief that, you know, men cheat, women are cheated on, but it's not true because, you know, as much we like to believe that the women are innocent in this, mm -hmm. it's not. It takes two to tango. So in a survey by the Family uh, Institute of Family Studies from 2010-2016, of men and 13% of women have reported having sex with someone other than their partner while still married, right? Mm -hmm. And that doesn't take, I mean, those stats are pretty uh, horrific anyway, but it doesn't take into account emotional cheating right. that was just about sex that was about physical right? right okay so let's have a look at 
this is something interesting, right? So 18 to 29 age group, 11% of women cheated, only 10% of men cheated. Mm. So more women between the 18 to 29 cheated than men did. Yeah. Right. That's, yeah. that's uh, interesting. I guess, I, I guess at that time, well, I guess, you know, you know, between 18 to 29, there's a high, women at those times have a higher sexual market value and they're a lot more desired. You know, men want younger women according to sure. sexual market value. So you can sure. see why that happens. But sure. the funny, interesting thing is between 30 and 39, it reverses 14% of men cheated and 11% of women cheated. Mm. Right. Now, when it gets to 60 and in the 60s, 24% of men cheated, 16% of women cheated. Right. Mm -hmm. And what the most interesting thing is, um, paternity, you know, who, so paternity test, right, mm -hmm. showed, you know, a, a lot of, um, there is a mating strategy that, you know, women want a safe kind of mm -hmm. guy, a provider type of guy to settle down with, but she right. wants the, she wants the, the alpha, the mad, the bad right. boys genes right. to, uh, you know, to procreate with. So there's, there's that, uh, disconnect as well mm -hmm. so it said between men who took paternity test so not all men mm -hmm. men just specifically took paternity test, 30 to 48 percent depending on which stats you look at who took the paternity test discovered they were not the father wow that would be like a double betrayal right there that uh, is a double that, betrayal right yeah yeah. yeah. So she set, she set up with a nice guy, but she wants the gene of the bad boy because she knows that his gene is has higher survivability rate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the five types of women that are most likely to cheat. This wouldn't be helpful, again, if you're uh, dating a woman or if you're in a relationship with a woman and mm -hmm. um, you see some of these red flags or these types um, to just be aware that these are the types of women that tend to cheat more often. They're the ones that fall into that uh, percentage rate of women who tend to cheat. So uh, yeah. the first one is the invisible woman. I mean, she's the kind of woman who's not heard or seen, appreciated or validated by her partner. She's not yeah. emotionally, she's, uh, in other words, she's not getting um, her emotional and sexual needs aren't being met. And um, I mean, he's just not doing anything to, you know, sort of make her, uh, make her happy. And this oftentimes leads to, uh, you know, her acting out and cheating because she's just not getting the kind of attention, but she's also the kind of woman who doesn't necessarily, um, invoke a lot of attention. That's true. Right. So she's quite, passive and she's quite yeah. expecting uh, i guess there's there's a few covert contracts in there and she's not being really vocal about it you know the guy could be a complete controlling he could be quite pushy right. could be there, there could be many reasons why she might shine down but if she's not getting her sexual needs or emotional needs met she'll probably go somewhere else to have those met yeah so that's a, right yeah right the number two right mm -hmm. this this is a I see this a lot, especially in, in modern days, right? The attention druggy, right? She's the one who wants to get a drip of attention. She just wants to inject herself with a fix of attention, approval, and validation from men. 
She's that's like what she wants. She's the opposite, right, of the invisible woman. Right, she's the opposite of the invisible woman. She's constantly on social media. She's on mm -hmm. her phone all the time. She's doing those selfies in the bathroom, in the toilet, in the in the in the kitchen, everywhere. The selfie everywhere. She's got more selfies than books, right? <laughs> all of the world put together, right? So she's got. Yeah. She's highly narcissistic. So she's very mm -hmm. self-absorbed in it. It's all about the superficial stuff and how she looks, mm -hmm. and to her. It's all about ego, vanity numbers, who's looked at my post, who's liked my post, which guys are DMing me, check me out. So that's all she's doing. She's a absolute attention druggie, right? And the thing is, right. girls like that, women like that, and men like this, right? The attention druggies, right? They get bored easily. Mm -hmm. They get bored. They need constant kind of mm -hmm. uh, attention. And I noticed one thing as well. You know, I notice some of those patterns in myself and other people. We all have them, but the attention drug is really high on this spectrum. And they need the constant validation, the approval, and also they need this hit all the time. These type of uh, individual, these type of women, they love the idea of falling in love, but not doing the relationship because mm -hmm. she wants that high, she wants that thrill. Mm -hmm. But when she gets, when relationships get hard, she kind of moves away from it. Yeah. So yeah. that's the attention druggy. Yeah. And it really is kind of a drug because it's that dopamine hit that they're looking for. I mean, the whole, you know, taking a selfie, posting it on their Instagram, waiting to see who likes it, you know, who, you know, what, what kind of reactions they get, that kind of thing. That's the anticipation mm -hmm. of that as a dopamine hit. And, you know, every time they open up their, uh, their Instagram page to look at that, they're, they're seeking that anticipation of a dopamine hit. And then they get validated. They get more dopamine, um, and so it really is, really is an addictive process uh, that tends to happen. And I think the thing to kind of point out that I'm seeing a pattern here is that the the women who tend to cheat are the women who oftentimes have low self esteem or have low center of what we would call uh, locus of control, internal locus of control versus external locus of control, meaning that she seeks validation from the outside rather than receives it from the inside. Yeah. 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 That kind of merges with number three. So what's number three, Chuck? Uh, overly friendly woman syndrome. So she, she's super friendly and she's easily persuaded over, um, she's kind of over eager, um, eager to please her partner, colleagues, um, in the social environment. She can, she can, she likes to be loved and, and, um, and she likes to be really highly thought of. And so she's basically kind of a, a people pleaser. And so she just can't say no. This is basically kind of a, the codependent woman, you know, where, uh, her low self-esteem and her poor self-image, um, she never feels good enough. She never feels lovable. Instead, uh, she sort of uses this innocence to mask mm -hmm. kind of that internal darkness that she has. Um, and so she's more, this, this type of woman is actually more likely to emotionally treat, emotionally cheat. Um, mm. because she is, she's looking for that emotional connection. She's looking yeah. for, um, basically somebody to kind of give her back what she's been giving. And, yeah. and this can be a, a, kind of a tricky one because w women oftentimes, um, in my experience, don't necessarily know that 
they're, you know, like they're, they're kind of that, oh, I didn't know, you know, <laughs> I didn't know he was sexually attracted to me kind of thing. Yes. Um, and, and so I think they can kind of use that, that sort of like that innocence of like, oh, I didn't know that that was what he wanted kind of thing. The naive, um, right? The naive. The, the, yeah. There's a bit yeah, of Yeah. They've been really... Yeah, I mean that it, it doesn't grapple me that part. You know, she's being yeah. uh, over friendly. I'm like, you, you know, that's like the nice guy really sucking up to women. It's like, oh my god, you're so beautiful. You're so this and you're so. Oh, let me let me pull the chair for you. Let me get this for you. Oh, is your computer broken? Let me fix that for you. Oh, your car's broken. Let me fix that for you. Right. They're just so over endearing and just over eager to please their partner. Oh, I didn't know she liked me. And then they play the innocent. Mm-hmm. Come on, right. why is he talking? To, yeah. You know, most women know why you know the guys are talking to you. Right. And again, it's a self-esteem thing, right? It's that seeking validation from outside yourself. So whether it's like getting a like on, you know, Instagram or it's, you know, talking to uh, a guy in the grocery store or something like that. It's just, it's that, that lower sense of self um, that kind of comes up. And then, so they're seeking that validation from outside themselves. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Chuck, I, I, Another thing that just came up is sometimes I've noticed that they use a lot of empathy to mm-hmm. connect with people, like over using the, the empathy. Oh, I'm I'm a real empathetic person. Mm-hmm. Empathy, dark empathy, is dangerous because if you've got no uh, you know boundaries right. uh, around this, it can be very very uh, misguiding as well. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I, I noticed that this, the over friendly uh, woman when she has this syndrome is that again, because she can't say no, she's more likely to be pushed around and more likely to get into situations of sexual situations where, you know, she then is helpless or can't really protect herself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, like, and, and, and so sometimes even like, you know, the cheating can happen as a result of her just putting herself into a bad situation, you know? And again, I think it's, you know, it's not, not blaming her for that. It's that her own internal sense of self, um, she doesn't know how to say no. And because she doesn't know how to say no, um, that oftentimes she just finds herself in a situation where like, and she's has a difficult time saying no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it may not be, you know, reason for it, but, uh, or, but it's still her responsibility, you know, um, which, which will be, a, uh, something that we'll definitely mm-hmm. uh, talk about in a minute as well. Okay, so let's have a look at number four, the yeah. projector. The projector. Right, so um, when I was studying about jealousy, something that I really found something interesting in psychology is sometimes the problem that someone is shouting can be something that they're actually experiencing, right? And I'm, I'm guilty of this too. The projector is so, a woman who, man or woman, but in this case, we're speaking about women who starts to project that they're getting jealous. They're getting clingy. They're getting obsessive. They're like, Oh, and they start to behave like this. And they start to then start to paint scenarios, start accusing you of things that you haven't done because in their head, they're capable of doing this. So therefore they're projecting that it's capable, you're capable of doing this, or you're likely to do this because something's going on in their head. So they start constantly blaming you, constantly start gaslighting you to deflect from their own truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that can be really 
detrimental um, because then, you know, you feel like there's something that you did uh, that was, the you know, the cause that's pain even within yourself. So it can be really difficult. Let's talk about number five. Number five is the crybaby. Uh, so she's the one who plays the victim role of life. Everything is a mess. There's lots and lots of drama. You know, she cries helplessly and, um, you know, everything's not her fault. And instead, everyone else's, it's everyone else's fault and everyone else's problem. So she takes no responsibility and has no, and can accept the con- consequences of her own behavior. Um, she's got a high ego and she loves to mm-hmm. argue, um, but is never able to really take the feedback maybe that other people have. So she has a hard Mm. time really kind of seeing herself and her responsibility in uh, the relationship. And she's easily triggered. She can spend hours on social media creating drama. Um, You know, this is the the high drama woman. You know, this is the one who uh, tends to seek the attention by creating negative attention. Um, by arguing, by being, um, uh, by, by just being somebody who's always saying the opposite of what somebody else is saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have you ever met a woman like that? Uh, no, Chuck, never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the cry, the cry baby is, is a, is a, off the one I've had some clients as well who've had the crybaby as well, and it's never her fault. I mean, these are you know archetypes, or these are kind of like traits yeah. that kind of right. they all merge with one another as well. The crybaby sometimes you know merges with the, the attention druggy seeker as well, right? Right, and yeah. you know, and again, some of you might be dating someone or you might be in a relation with someone, they might have some of these traits, it doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that they are they have or are going to cheat. But right. what we're trying to get with this point is there's a higher probability, you know, statistically speaking, there's a higher probability um, when some people show certain characteristics, there's a higher percentage or odds that they will actually cheat on that one, you know. And both of us having experienced, having been cheated on, um, it's painful, it's devastating, and, you know, it really knocks men out because they put so much of their emotional center to that woman that when they when something like this happens, it just, you know, devastates the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think along with the crybaby, one of the things I've noticed is that women who have a very difficult time apologizing, and if they apologize, it's basically kind of Ooh, like a yes. backhanded apology. You know, that yeah. these are the ones that sort of tend to play that victim role. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're in a relationship with a woman and she never apologizes or she'll say something like, you know, well, if, you know, I'm I'm sorry that you feel that way, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, as opposed to like, hey, I'm sorry for my behavior. It's, it's sorry. I, you know, it puts the, the apology goes back to the the offender, you know, I'm sorry that you feel that way kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So she doesn't apologize. Um, Just something to look out for guys. Yeah. Yeah. To look out. Yeah. She takes no accountability, no responsibility, no, yeah. No acceptance of her actions and consequences. So, you know, there's no apologies like, and, and I think a massive red flag is when women and men 
have no capacity for introspection. And right. these are the kind of uh, individuals who will never go to coaching, never go to therapy, never go and get help and support because, you know, bring out their real true self. Right. Right. And I think that's an important thing. I mean, we're talking about kind of women that tend to cheat, you know, I think if you find a woman who's really, you know, hell bent on changing herself from the inside out, if she's, you know, receiving her own coaching or therapy, if she's doing a lot of internal work, you know, that's a, that's what I would call kind of a green flag. Um, mm. There's a quote I really like. It says, you know, the way that you find them is the way that they're going to be. And I think this is, 90% true. <laughs> um, the 10% that isn't true is that I also believe that people can change, but people have to want to change. And in order yeah. to want to change, that means they have to be able to see themselves and how they um, affect the other people around them and decide mm -hmm. that their their behavior, the way that they treat others isn't necessarily something that they want to continue with. And so they are, mm. uh, you know, interested in doing self-development and personal development. Um, yeah. So I think the, the idea here is that you want to try and set yourself up for success. You know, you want to, if, if you're dating a woman and she has, you know, kind of falls into one of these five types, or if you're seeing maybe a combination of these red flags in the relationship, it might be time for you to take a good hard look at yourself and say, why am I attracted to women who tend to fall into these categories? Absolutely. And especially if you, if you've had experience with serial cheaters, there is something in the common denominator is you. And this is why, I mean, these are some of like the five characteristics that Chuck and I have just highlighted, but there are, there are many more telltale signs uh, that, you know, we can't cover just in this podcast, right. but you know, if you reach out to either of us, especially if you go to, niceguyshow.com um, there you can reach out to either Chuck or I and then we can you know help you and guide you and if there's struggles and you think you know I I don't want to get caught again cheating or like you know get caught being cheated on yeah or if you're or unsure <laughs> yeah or cheat, oh, yeah if you're cheating yourself and you you yeah. want to get, get that resolved because you know, a lot of nice guys do cheat too so uh mm -hmm. It's not just one way because the last episode we did cover was like, why exactly. do nice guys cheat? Yeah. So yeah. it wasn't just yeah. about women cheating. It's about, hey, let's yeah. change what we can is start with you first. Yeah. Chuck, so next episode, what do you want to talk about? I think the next episode we should talk. Let's change gears a little bit. Here. Let's talk about five things that nice guys can do to get more money and more sex. Oh, yeah. Yes. Because I think, you know, those are the things we all want more money and more sex, right? So what can we do to actually get more money and more sex? There are certain things that you can do. And we're going to talk about these five things on the next episode that you can do to actually create more wealth, more attraction, and more satisfaction in your life. So be sure to like, subscribe, do whatever you got to do so that you will be notified about our next podcast. And we look forward to seeing you guys then. Show me the money, Chuck. Show me the money. Show me the money. <laughs> All right, guys. See you soon. See you soon. You've been listening to The Nice Guy Show, the podcast that helps nice guys move past their insecurities and fears into the fullness of their masculine strength and confidence. Be sure to like and subscribe to our podcast and check out the website, niceguyshow.com, for more information on how to connect with Chuck and Faisal. 
Until next time, keep living your best life.